to greet you this morning in the name of Christ, our Savior. Um, it's been it's been good. Um, I appreciate the um, what we've discussed, learned so far. Um, The first song that we sang this morning uh, contained a, a statement that goes well with what I have prepared here. Um, All thy works shall praise thee in earth and sky and sea. Um, so, As you all know, we were to the zoo this past week and uh, saw animals, creatures that we don't see in everyday life. And I guess that just inspired me to share <clears throat> on the creation. Um, we, we seldom hear that. Uh, as one continuous um, presentation, I guess, often referred to, but not thoroughly um, spoken of, I guess, uh, not in its entirety. And I guess we can't, if we want to be really technical about entirety, but so my plan is to just simply go through Genesis 1 and um, so, I don't know, for the sake of the children, I uh, hope to make some references to our experience at the zoo and things we saw, but then also bring in uh, other scriptures. I found it quite interesting that... Uh, we have, we're given a, a window into um, the, the thoughts of God um, concerning creation more than just in Genesis. Um, probably more than there's probably more in the Bible than what I will present, but I did find that interesting. Um, I'm sure there's more, actually. So, um, just follow with your thoughts and um, I'm sure there's there's much more that could be said than than what I'm able to. But uh, let's see what God has for us in this, and just be open-minded in in uh, the 
the thoughts that the Spirit uh, shares with us. So Genesis 1, we'll take the first two verses. Um, In the beginning God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, verse 1, God created the heaven and the earth. So, he created something, but it says it was without form. So, uh, it says the earth was without form. It was void. There was darkness upon the face of the deep. So, what actually was the deep? Um, I don't know. I, in my mind, there was a, a mass of. Um, we know there was water there. Okay, there was water on the face of the deep. Um, and there was soil, clay, rock, whatever. Uh, we know that from farther on in the chapter, but um, that all was there, or God created that. You know, there was there was no form or order to it at this point. Um, It doesn't doesn't tell us anything here about uh, about heaven, what what that was, or what it was like. Okay, it tells us that the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, um, if we can visualize this mass of I don't know. Was it a a mixture, or was it was it like solid, and there was water covering it? It doesn't really matter. But there was this mass of of elements, and God's spirit was was there. It was it was dark, and and I imagine um, like absolute darkness, where you you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. So that's that's what it started with. Okay, so also from this we can understand that that God uh, existed, God was before earth was just this mass of elements so he is he is distinct from the creation um, he was before that time um, he he created earth the heaven and the earth very intentionally he had a plan. Um, you know, it, it didn't just happen like 
like evolution, the evolution theory would try to make us believe. It did not just happen. It, God created it very intentionally. Um, so, and not only did he create it, he is, it is uh, ongoing. It is, um, it's the, the existence of earth is dependent on God. Um, we can't make it go away, and we can't, we can't uh, change its routine. There's nothing we can do. But I think it's in Hebrews where he tells us that, that he will uh, fold it like a vesture, put it away as a garment. Um, we're told that the elements will melt in a fervent heat. So God is in control. He is um, the, the existence of earth is dependent on God um, and he has a plan. And like we heard this morning, he is immutable. Uh, his, his plan is is true, it's sure and steadfast. Um, a little bit on the, the darkness on the face of the deep. Um, okay, so, so darkness was present um, at that time. And I don't, We'll just leave that, I guess. But thinking of darkness, um, darkness was also used. God used darkness otherwise in, in the event of time. Um, if you think of the plagues in, in Egypt, um, he used a darkness there. Um, um, And at the crucifixion, you know, mid-afternoon, it turned black, just dark. And I believe that that was a darkness uh, different than the darkness of, of a storm moving in. Uh, it was... Okay, so one of the one of the exhibits at the zoo when we walked in it was dark and I I think it was oceans but I'm not sure um, like you walked inside and I could hardly see um, and I don't know the reason for that actually but um, most of the places were all lit up and and deeper into the exhibit it was bright but when we first walked in it was dark um, okay so in in Isaiah 42 um, and these are actually Isaiah's words um, 
uh, Isaiah 42, verse 5. Thus says God, the Lord. This is, I use the English Standard Version for most of this, um, just to keep it a little, um, a little plainer for the children, I guess, was my thought. Um, Thus says God, the Lord, who created heaven, who created the heavens and stretched them out. Okay, I, I like the, the, I don't know, just the picture he paints here with these, with these words. So God created the heaven and he just stretched them out. Um, and, and granted, this is Isaiah speaking. This, these, these are not God's own words. Uh, who spread out the earth and what comes from it. Okay, so he created the heavens and, and, and stretched that, and then he, he spread out the earth and the things that, that come from the earth. Who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. Just Isaiah's um, uh, perception of of God creating the world. Then in uh, 45, 18, For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, He is God, who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. And we believe that is true. We, we agree with Isaiah there that God created and formed the earth to be inhabited. Uh, it was to be a place for uh, creatures that worship him. And then in Job, um, this is one of the places where um, Job 38 Verses 4 to 7 for now. There's more later, I believe. Um, this is actually God speaking to Job. Um, if we back up to, uh, let's say, verse 2. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? They, God is speaking to Job here. And he tells Job, dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Okay, so God is asking Job, who determined the measurements of the earth? Surely you know, or who stretched the line upon it? Or what were its bases? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's scripture that the, the earth hangs on nothing. Uh, is my perception of earth. Um, you know, 
the 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 earth in a sense is is in in my mind is like God. It is like there is none greater than God. God swore by Himself. Okay, so the, the earth is is like God in the sense that it is its own foundation. It is its own cornerstone. That's that's my perception. Um, it was just interesting to to realize that that here are words from God Himself speaking of the creation of of the world. <clears throat> okay, so if we go on to uh, verses three through five. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So, after that, God created this mass of elements and there, the, in that darkness um, he's, he separated well first he made light as well okay um, and thinking of light you know there's there's a broad spectrum of light and I it took my mind back to William's devotions years ago on the subject of light and I found that very interesting and um, you know there's there's a small spectrum of light that we can see and on either end of that spectrum is is you know the the full is way more than the little bit that we can see. God created all of that, okay, on the first day. My understanding would be that God created the full spectrum of light, and, and yet it's that, that little bit that we can see. Okay, so um, he just simply said, let there be light and there was light. So do we see the, the power of God in that? I mean, we can't, we can't nearly relate to it as far as experiencing something like that. But God just simply spoke and brought light into existence. And he saw it and saw that it was good. Then he divided that from the darkness. And I cannot wrap my head around um, darkness and light being mixed other than like dawn and dusk. So I don't know how that all was, but it tells us that God divided light from darkness. and. If we think of of light and darkness other than than just the the physical, um, you know, light is 
Well, Jesus said that he is the light. Uh, darkness is referred to as sin. Um, the two cannot mix. Um, they are divided. Um, God cannot tolerate sin and light and darkness well light drives the darkness away I guess um, and the other thing that that is just beyond my comprehension here is that God created light but there was there was no sun you know today we think that all light comes from the sun and I'm not going to argue that it does not, but in creation there was light before the sun was created. And how that all fits together, I don't know. All I know is that the Bible teaches us that God made light on the first day, and on the fifth day, maybe it was, no, the third day, I think, he made the, the uh, sun, moon, and stars. So... If we go on to verse 6, um, God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the, the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the water which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. So, in in thinking of you know thinking about what it says here it seems to me that there was um, there was like water underfoot you might say and then there was water in the atmosphere and and God divided that water with the heavens. Um, so I think it was at that point I think it was quite different than it is today but even today we still have the heavens and there's there's water uh, above at times at least um, and there's water here on earth but God God, uh, on the second day, he divided those waters and, and uh, like Isaiah says, stretched, stretched out the heavens. Um, it's like a dome. And again, back to the zoo, um, we, were, we were in a dome where there was water below us. There was water around us, there was water above us. We watched the fish, and the dolphins actually. Um, so that is 
in a sense, where we are today, you know, there's there's water below us, there's water in the ground, um, and there's water above us, and we're in between. There's there's water all around. Okay. God created all that uh, as a place for his creatures to dwell in. And here again, you know, God just He, he did all that just by his word. Um, he just said that this is the way it should be. And, and that is what it became and still is today. Um, possibly some changes, but for the most part, um, the... Well, we know there were some changes at the flood, um, but for the most part, the the earth is still functioning um, in the same manner as it did back then. So verse nine, and God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place And let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters. He called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said let the, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit. After his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb, yielding seed after his kind, and the true yield, tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. So it was not the third day that he made sun, moon, and stars. Um, I was going to share this later, but I will now. Um, okay, so on, on day one, God made light and darkness. On day five, on day four, he made sun, moon, and stars. Okay, so on day one, he created the, the habitat. And on day four, he created... Uh, sun and moon and stars to inhabit that which he created on day one. Day two, he created the sea and the sky. And then on day five, he created the creatures to fill the sea and the sky. And then um, I guess I failed to
Let's see. So on day three was uh, the fertile earth and four was um, no, B6. Yeah, on, on day four he created the fertile earth and then on day six he created uh, the, the inhabitants of the, the, the dry land animals. Um, so anyway, I I found that interesting as well. That first he first he created a, a place for the object. Then a few days later, um, he created the object to put it in its place. So again. Um, now on on day on day three, God took this mass of elements and and sorted it out, so to speak. He divided the water from the dry land, uh, creating seas. Or I we refer to them as oceans. I would say um, that's the way I think about it. So he put all this water, and we can't imagine. Okay, so at the zoo, they had this exhibit where they called oceans, and it was large, okay. Um, and they had a, a pool there that was to look like an ocean where they had rays and sharks in it, and you could reach into the water and touch them as they swam by. But but then there was also the, the dolphins. And if you think of of all the water that was in the, in that pool, you know, it seems like a large amount of water. But but think of you know, that is just a little bit of water compared to even Lake Michigan, okay, we've been on Lake Michigan. I don't know how long it is, but it's like 60 miles wide. How much water is there? We can't, we can't comprehend. That is just a little bit of the water, a, a, a very small portion compared to all the water in the oceans. So in one day, God, told these waters to, to um, recede, to separate themselves from the dry land. He formed the, the seas and the dry land. I hope I'm not confused here. Uh, yeah. Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. That was the third day. Um, so there's a,
there's a very interesting um, yeah in Psalms 33 um, the psalmist there had a very interesting way of of speaking about about that separation of the water um, 33 verses 6 to 9 if I'm if I've got the right passage here. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. He gathers the water of the sea as a heap. Okay, we know that water does not stay in a heap. Okay. But here the psalmist says that God gathers the waters of the sea as a heap, and he puts the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. That is not what I wanted. Um, I'm not sure where it is. Um, Possibly it's, it's in Job, I'm not sure. Somehow I, I messed up my notes. Anyway, he tells, it speaks of uh, telling the, the oceans or the seas that um, You can come this far and no further. Except the boundaries. Except the bounds. Okay, I think Job thirty eight verse starting in verse eight. Who shut the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb? And you know, this again is, is God himself asking Job these questions. And if you think of, of separating this, this water and the dry land, separating it, um, this would lead me to believe that it was mixed. And when God said that it should be separated, the water just, his description here, who shut the sea with doors when it burst out of the womb, out from the womb. Just, the water was just out of there. When I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for, for it, prescribed limits for the sea or the water, and set bars and doors, and said, Thus far shall you come, and no farther, and here shall your proud waves be stayed. Um, that's what God said to, to Job, and we believe that's true. You know, God ordained the, 
he created um, the seas, and that is where they are. And we can make slight alterations, and you know the the washing of the waves changes the shoreline, and especially in rivers. Uh, but it is God created it, and and saw that it was good. Okay, we know that. I lose myself in all my thoughts, I guess. Okay, if we move on to day four, um, verses 14 through 19. God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and seasons, and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser night to rule the night, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So, um, again, God just said that this is the way it should be, and and that sun and that same moon are still shining today. Um, he made the stars. Um, elsewhere we read that, that he named them with names, and there's literally billions of stars. So in all that, we just see the, the wonder, the power that God possesses um, let's see, um, verse 14, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. So we know that earlier when he, when he created light, he called the light day and the darkness night. And now he says, let there be lights to divide the day from the night. Um, so I just cannot uh, quite comprehend what it would have been like those first three days um, because, you know, to us, day is bright, we can see, and night is darkness. But here he was speak, he's speaking of, of dividing that. Um, so, I, don't, I cannot explain how it was, and, and that does not bother me. Um, I just see an almighty God in that. 
and I'm grateful for the opportunity of of uh, serving such a God, the opportunity of of knowing this and having having his word to to see this and and understand um Okay, so if we go on, verse 20, um, God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the fowl multiply the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Okay, so up until this time, the all that God created was not, um, well, it was inanimate at least. You know, like there was life, plant life he had created but but nothing that would move until the fifth day and Hadass and Adriana it would be very interesting if you could this afternoon make me a list of of all the um, uh let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. If you could make a list of, of all the things you can think of, all the creatures you can think of that live in the water, and then all the birds you think of that fly through the skies. So penguins don't count. Okay, it tells us that God created the great whales we didn't see whales, but we saw dolphins. And was that not magnificent? You know, God created them, and we enjoy them today. Is that not wonderful? If we think, though, of, of heaven, the dwelling place of God, which is something different than the heavens that birds fly through, I, I do believe, you know, that... That is the habitation he prepared for us as well. Um, he wants us to be there. And that is, is much more wonderful than, uh, than just enjoying the, the wonders of creation, I guess. Okay, so on the sixth day, was uh, the the first that he created animal life uh, and that consisted of uh, marine life and and fowl so on the fifth day or on the sixth day now verse 24 and God said 
Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. So when you get done with your list of, of the life in the water and the birds, you can go on to, to land animals, creeping things. You saw lizards and snakes. and I don't know would turtles fit into that category or not, but uh, there's worms and And, and as you do that, remember that God created that just by saying, this is the way it shall be. And then, then he saw that it was good. And he blessed it. Um, if you notice... Um, in verse 22, and God blessed them, speaking of the, the creatures in the water and the fowl in the air. He blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. Up until that, he had not blessed that which he created. Okay, now in verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. In looking through um, study helps and so forth, I, I found that verse 27 is creation hymn. I don't know the tune, but uh, that writing calls this a hymn. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Um, so chapter 1 in Genesis does not include the details of, of the creation of man. Um, but we know that that he uh, he formed man. He did not just say that man shall come into existence, but he he formed us from the earth, uh, breathed within Adam uh, the breath of life, and and then later. Um, took the rib from 
from Adam's side and, and made a wife for him. Um, had something in mind to say and I'm, I forgot what it was. Okay, so the, the breath that, that God breathed into uh, the nostrils of, of this earthen form, which became man, which became flesh and blood. Um, and just thinking of, of the, the wonder and, and the power of God, you know, on the sixth day of creation, he created this form and breathed the life, breath into it and blessed it and and then later um, created Eve but but from those two or from that time on all humans have flesh and blood breath of life as we were created then um When we first moved to Flat Rock, we created, built a barn, and it's about to fall down. You know, the pot, posts are rotted off, and the roof sags, and it should be torn down, should be removed. It only lasted a little, barely 20 years. And here we are, thousands of years, at least 6,000 years after creation, and babies are born just like they have been for thousands of years. They have form, they have flesh, blood, they start breathing. Um, we're, we are still uh, experiencing that, that blessing um, where God said, well, God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. Um, in verse, starting in verse 29, God spoke further. He said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So, God created it, um, he observed it, and saw that it was very good. And, you know, if, if we want to prove that with time, you know, there's 6,000 years of evidence that, that it was good and that it continues to, to function. Um, so, <clears throat> I guess the what 
what stood out the most to me in, in preparing for this was um, the, the thing that, that uh, before creation, God is, okay? So, and God is, in, in that manner, is distinct from creation. Um, and then just the, his, his power in, in um, you know, speaking these things into existence, um, the, the control he has over his creation, uh, I especially like the, in the, the way he spoke to Job in, in setting doors for the, the waters, you know. You may come to this point, but no further. And I like to think that that point has not moved. In reality, it may have, but but it is still in control. What I'm saying is the shorelines move. They they do, okay. But God is still in control of his creation and um, the whatever. We cannot change what what God is doing. Um, and then just the, to realize that the, what he has provided for us and we didn't, we didn't read of him preparing um, heavenly mansions for us. We know that otherwise um, but if we can let that sink into our minds as, as we think about God and, and him creating um, all things. And again, in, in other scriptures, um, we see that, okay, so if, if we go to create something, we need material, okay? Um, God did not need that. He, I can't quote it, and I don't know where to find it quickly, but it, it speaks of God uh, creating the things that are seen as though with things that were seen. I'm not quite sure, but creating the things that are seen with things that are not seen, maybe. I'm not quite sure. But I think what it's saying is that God did not need materials to build the earth. He just spoke, and, it, and that's what happened. That's what took place, whatever. Um, and, and that is just marvelous to think of. And the privilege we have of, of serving him today. So I guess that's all I have. I'll open up for further comments or testimony, corrections, whatever you have.